Listening Dog Media. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Offside Rule We Get It is brought to you by Continental Tires. Hello, it's the Offside Rule We Get It, supported by Continental Tires, getting you to the game safely. It's episode 18, season four, and a slightly different lineup. We are in very swish surroundings, aren't we, Kate? <laughs> you make us sound really posh, right? Posh, oh, yes. We're in Ali Bender's kitchen area, kitchen reception area. There's a, there's a lovely smell of candles, only to be rivaled by Hayley McQueen's flat, actually. Um, the, Can I just interject here? It's funny you should say that, because Hayley McQueen actually bought me this oh, candle. Yeah. Yeah, she loves her candles, so do I. Yeah. Smells nice, doesn't it? Really? Smells very nice. I, I think we have to give this a grander, a grander <laughs> bigging up than just kitchen. It's, it's actually, how can we describe it? It's like a living area. Yeah, living area, I suppose, yeah. You are depping in for Miss Hayley McQueen this week. So thank you very much for joining us. And we thought whilst we were doing that, we'll get you on topic because let's remind everyone who you support. Yes, I'm a Chelsea fan, which you're definitely going to know within the next uh, couple of minutes because we are starting to talk about Chelsea and I've got a lot to say. Oh, there we are, a teaser. Uh, It's going to be in topic one. We'll be talking about Chelsea. I wonder if it's the first time that I'm going to see Ali really angry. Angry Ali. No, she doesn't get angry. I don't think you do. angry right now. I actually, I sent a tweet out today um, about where are all the Chelsea fans today and someone, a Chelsea fan, tweeted back, Ali... Not now. You can't joke. <laughs> we're, we're, in, we're, we're too sore for the jokes right now. And I was like, okay, that's, that's how Chelsea fans feel right now. I don't imagine, though, that you really lose your right. We were just talking before we started recording and you, you said one of the nicest things that you could have done for someone. We won't go into the details. But when you think that you can think nice things, then there's Ali's yeah, level yeah. of nice. Her actually saying what she said, which was a lovely thing, made me feel quite sick with myself, actually. <laughs> It made me think a few things about my life and perhaps weigh up a few things, yeah. We'll save that for after the I podcast. Really You've got the whole journey home to think about all of that. 
Um, this is what's coming up then. Topic two, we'll be talking football advent. I look behind me. You've got a little boy and he's got two advent two calendars. Advent calendars, both with chocolate. Thomas the Tank Engine. He's spoiled. One's actually his dad's. Um, well, with a treat behind each door every morning, I thought we, it'd be nice for us to give a footballing treat, a memory from the past 12 months. So we're looking back on the year. Um, and we have naming conventions. Um, I wish I'd come up with a better title for this, <laughs> but I couldn't think of one. A Russian zoo, basically, has paid tribute to Barcelona's attacking trio, naming their new Puma Cubs, Messi, Suarez and Neymar. And you get thinking about all the different examples of people who've taken footballers' names and they've, in tribute, done something. I want two out there ones. I want you to completely take the lid off this topic and go crazy. So we'll do that a bit later. Uh, a reminder as well that we're on Twitter at Offside Rule Pod. We also have a YouTube channel, the Offside Rule TV. Our brand new Premier League Offsider, the next episode from Kelly Summers is out this week, so check that out. Uh, give us a like on Facebook, the Offside Rule. You can find us there. And articles galore this week. Mm-hmm. We do have four pieces daily going up um, but but the main thing is of course downloading this as well on iTunes uh, you can get subscribing in fact this is a perfect Christmas gift because it's free so if you're struggling this Christmas get someone subscribe it on their uh, on their device if it's a, an iPod or a, an iPhone and they will thank you all next year for it and they can listen to the back catalogue as well uh, shall we start mm-hmm. let's do it Breaking news, everyone. Stand by your beds. This is Jim White. You can download the Offside Rule podcast this very day. Well, we've teased this one already. We're starting with Chelsea because this topic is called Christmas is cancelled. Well, for Chelsea it is. Uh, Chelsea, just three points off relegation. Is this really the sentence that I'm reading? I'm, I'm, li- I'm shaking my head. I, I said this the other day. I cannot look at the Premier League table without shaking my head. It's just so bizarre. Not just Chelsea, but Leicester at the top of the table. It's just... What's gone wrong? And I know it's something that Jose Mourinho has been asking himself time and time again. He actually said, Lindsay, he said the other day, he knows what's wrong. But then there was a long pause, like he wasn't going to share it with us. So I don't know what exactly he thinks. I mean, I think it's a whole combination of things, but this is where we're going, right? Surely someone should have just stuck up their hand and got everything, right? (laughs) Well, close your ears for just a second, because um, after losing 1-0 at home to Bournemouth, uh, the miserable season does continue. It isn't getting any better. Finally, it's time for us, because we've put this off for many weeks. But we're going to finally now dissect the champions' woes. Uh, Where have they been going wrong? I want your verdicts. Three quick points we'll do this first and then we're going to pretend that we are Jose Mourinho but first of all where do we think it's been going wrong I'm going to start with our guest for this week Ali Bender Ooh, okay well can I start with pre-season because that's where it all begins isn't it and I think this one was a little bit of a miscalculation from Jose Mourinho and I actually feel a bit sorry for him to be honest with you because last season you remember that Chelsea towards the end of the season they were getting extremely tired so he thought well this time round we're going to give them a long break I'm going to give them a whole month off and we're only going to come back with four games before that community shield But then, of course, everything went wrong. So they lost the Community Shield. That game against Swansea on the first game of the season with the Dr. Eva Caniero, which we're not going to get into situation as well. And things have just gone from bad to worse. But if you have a bad pre-season, it's not a good way to begin, is it? Well, I've gone with you on that one and I've just summed it up as start of season complacency. Is that pre-season coming to pre-season late? And I think that complacency existed because they were champions. There were eight points clear of Manchester City at the end of the season um, where they were crown champions. And also the thing that we have to relay into this is all the other teams and the work they've been doing over the summer. Now, when you see the likes of Stoke City bringing in players 
players like Shakiri and look at how he played at the weekend just gone. They're playing catch up. So the eight point buffer, even between them and Manchester City, didn't exist anymore. So they were already on the back foot. All right. Well, my one is forgotten functionality. Most Chelsea teams, most Mourinho teams know that you can't play pretty with him. He doesn't like that much showing off, despite what some of his players can do on the pitch. There has to be an inherent functionality amongst his teams. The current Chelsea team does not have it. They are flailing about all over the place. Get back to basics. They're a bunch of individuals at the moment. They're not playing as a team. So one of my points was key players not at their best. And if I'm going to single out a couple, Cesc Fabregas would be one. I've said that from the beginning that I felt like he, he's just switched off this season. There's just something not right. I had heard, you might know this, Ali, from your um, insiders at the club, mm. but I'd heard that he's been playing with a slight problem with his with his quad or his hamstring. There's, there's something there that he's been playing with, which might explain it. Um, Ivanovic is another one, but mainly for me, you can't have a player like Eden Hazard, who's been talked about as being a possible Ballon d'Or, wants to be up there competing with Ronaldo and Messi and then have a season like he's having mm. because right now he is way off that pace mm. and if anyone should be dragging that team through, it should be your future Ballon d'Or person, shouldn't it? I totally agree with you, but it's a funny one with Eden Hazard because Mourinho has said on numerous occasions, we don't see... Eden Hazard's position the same. So what I think a number 10 should do and what he thinks a number 10 should do completely differ. And this must be really difficult because if you're a great footballer, you know, you are player of the year and you think, well, you know, I can play how you should almost build a team around me. But Mourinho is basically saying when, you know, when you're off the ball, you need to track back more, you need to defend more. He also said, I want him scoring goals. Now today in his press conference, he said he, he spoke about the goal scoring situation because, you know, Diego Costa, four goals. And if you compare him with someone like Jamie Vardy on 14. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. I know we're probably going to speak about him later on in the show. But you do need your strikers to strike. Radamel Falcao, I think probably Mourinho thought he could get the best out of him. And I did as well. I thought, you know, if there's any man that can do it, mm. it's Jose Mourinho. And obviously when he's got a big injury like that. So basically, Lindsay, I'm going with your point that, you know, individual players you know, haven't performed. Um, I agree with you, Cesc Fabregas. I agree with you, Hazard. Even Ivanovic as well. He was, you use the word flailing. I mean, that perfectly describes him. In fact, Cesc Fabregas got a four out of 10 for that Bournemouth game. And I, I never see players get ratings quite that low. Um, but it's also a bit unfortunate, isn't it? When the whole of your team underperform, it's something you don't expect. You know, John Terry, Gary Cahill, uh, Courtois getting an injury at the beginning of the season. It's just, it, it's almost farcical how much has gone wrong for the, for the team. My final point for this one is to do with Jose Mourinho and his managing style. Because I think we've seen something quite unique from him. And that is him singling out players. He's never done this before. He's always protected his team, always. And this is what I think is different. He's singled out John Terry. John Terry's getting the headlines. I know we don't want to keep up bringing up the club doctor situation, but he singled them out. That made a furore in the press. He singled out Oscar and Oscar's confidence is shattered now. It's on the floor. He's done it with Matic. He's singling out and that's something that I've not seen him do before. And I think from that point of view, he has to shoulder some of the blame. I'm going to chuck in a couple of final points um, from my observations of them. They don't look like the prime specimens that they should be. They still don't. You can understand at the beginning of the season, maybe forgive it because they're champions. Great idea possibly to have a month off. We should be seeing the benefits of that. Now we are 
are most certainly not. Um, no side has conceded more goals in the last 15 minutes this season. That tells you a lot about how tired they're getting towards the end of a game. For me, it's like the team's aged five years. It's like someone's put them in a time machine, made them five years older and brought them back to carry on playing the Chelsea way, which obviously um, is not happening. So that's another point from me. And then, do you know what? Let's talk basic footballing parlance. Let's talk basic footballing need. They don't have a leader. Mourinho's, you know, supposed to be this excellent man manager and supposed to be someone who loves big personalities to step up in the dressing room. I don't see anyone in that team stepping up to him. John Terry's absent too much. He's not really around. Things winding down for him. Where's the leader in that team? Yeah, it's funny you should uh, say that because Didier Drogba actually came out with it the other day and said that um, he feels that the Chelsea team lacked leaders. They asked Jose Mourinho what he thought about this and he he's so good. He's always got an answer for everything, doesn't he? But he said, well, I respect what Didier says, but not when he's trying to sell books. <laughs> he said that was a quote to sell books and so I, I disagree with it. But it is a very good point. I mean some of the, the the sort of leaders that he was playing with, you know, Michael Ballack, Germany captain, um, Frank Lampard, vice captain of England, obviously John Terry, as you said, he's not playing every game now. Uh, there were leaders all over the pitch and, and coming straight from the back as well with Petr Cech, who was mm. incredible. Actually, I'm going to throw that one in as well. Letting Petr Cech go. Mm. And when you can see Arsenal doing so well with him in the side, I mean, obviously they've got Thibaut Courtois, who's, who's amazing, but then he started off the season with an injury. Yeah which could never have been expected. But so many bad things. And just one little thing I'm going to th- throw in as well, and, and it was picking up on your point, Lindsay, about the way that Mourinho has been. But the way that he was talking about referees as well, his kind of post-match rants, I don't think that can help the players because I think you look to your manager for inspiration. And when you've got a manager having a rant, uh, some of the greatest managers always say that it's better when you're a little bit neutral in the middle, isn't it? You don't sort of... Clock was saying it actually recently. You you sort of don't take your highs too high and don't take your lows too low. But Mourinho's definitely taking his lows too low. Well, I want you all to put Jose Mourinho hats on now. <laughs> or masks. Just quickly, yeah. he started talking about the wind. You always know yeah, he, you always yeah, know yeah. Thing, things are going a bit wrong when there's like little horse, baby horse, eggs, and now the wind. Now he's talking about the wind. <laughs> Okay, well, wind aside, um, get get put in your Jose Mourinho hat on for a second, because if you were going to bring three players back in over Christmas to work extra hard in training instead of letting them have their turkey dinner, which three players would you choose? Let's do this very quickly. Um, I'm going to go Fabregas, Hazard, Costa. Costa, just to annoy him. Hazard, because he wants to be the best in the world and he needs to put in the graft. Fabregas, because he can't have a four out of ten. <laughs> I'm, uh, I've got two out of three, same as yours. So I'm going to go Costa because he admitted that he came back to pre-season overweight, which is absolutely shocking for a, a prime athlete. I'm going to go Ivanovic because, as we said, you know he was just so good and consistent in years gone by and he's just not looked the same player. Um, and Cesc Fabregas as well. Um, I remember him saying he used to play with a smile on his face and he was enjoying himself so much and he really doesn't look like he's enjoying himself at all. Three for me, same as you guys. Diego Costa, dwindling prowess, um, is not a threat to the opposition anymore. Ivanovic, why is he persisting with a player who can barely run these days? I don't understand. Whilst Man United are developing the futures of Luke Shaw, Chris Smalling, Phil Jones, what are Chelsea doing at the back? They're trying to buy their way into that philosophy by trying to get John Stones. That failed. Oscar and Pedro, anonymous. Who are they? What are they? I don't think they know anymore. It's time for them to go. We're going to round this topic off then with two players that you'd be bringing in different Jose's. Jose Kate, who would you be bringing in in January? Who's your target and why? 
on my shopping list. I'm going to go for some pace. I'm going to go Marco Royce and Iguain for some pace. Um, also, I like Iguain's strength and organisational um, uh, ability. Ditto, actually, for Royce being organised. He could bring that functionality back to the team. He needs defenders, so I'm going to send him Matt Hummels. Jose Ali. I was going to try and do a Jose Mourinho accent, yeah. but oh, no, 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 it's not going to happen. Um, I'm going to go at Kareem Benzema, um, who's got, uh, shall we say, off the field issues that Real Madrid might not be happy about. So perhaps uh, they might be looking to get rid of him. They're going to be in a tussle, though, with Arsenal, who will desperately want him. And maybe Arsenal will have more chance of offering him Champions League football next season <laughs> than Chelsea. Uh, so that's, yeah, definitely they need a striker. They also need a centre-back. Obviously, you spoke about them not getting hold of John Stones. Maybe they need to... Uh, try and pursue him again or my other choice another Real Madrid fave uh, Varane um, he's young and John Terry's obviously getting on a bit so they begin, need to strengthen with youth I think you touched on a very important point there because you, you're identifying targets but if you have not got Champions League football you wouldn't be able to get any of mine <laughs> <laughs> But I'm going to give a couple Nothing. of times. Yeah, no, I've not gone that big. Uh, Lewandowski or Thomas Muller? Because I think with Pep Guardiola saying that he's now going to leave Bayern Munich, I think there's a possibility of unsettling one of those. I think the fact that things are going to change at Bayern means there's an opportunity there. So go in with the big bucks, get one of those, get some goals. That's what you need. The balls that were going in at the weekend into that box and there's no one there. It's a crime, a crime. Um, and then I would upset West Ham. I would try and get Dimitri Payet. I think he's been probably in the top three players in the Premier League this season so far. I understand he's injured at the moment, but I think prize him away from West Ham with a huge bid if you can. Follow us on Twitter at Offside Rule Pod and like our page on Facebook. Simply type in the Offside Rule We Get In. There's only one of us. Right, so as someone who hasn't got an advent calendar, I'm going to put that out there. I must, I have to say, I let my mum know about this at the weekend. Usually she gets me yeah. on whatever happens. Um, as someone who hasn't got one, I thought we'd, we'd do our own footballing one and this is going to entertain me. Uh, but instead of having to wait each morning to open the door, we're going to give it you all in one go because we're like that. Um, I'm going to start with Alison. Um, the first day of Christmas. My true love gave to me <laughs> Jurgen Klopp. Uh, the reason why this is behind no door number one is because he pronounced himself the normal one. And we love Jurgen Klopp. He's really brought so much uh, to the Premier League with his goofy grin and all his brilliant anecdotes. So he has, is behind door number one. Door number two, you open it, it creaks a bit, and there is a picture of Vincent Company. Two Premier League goals for him this season. And the reason I've chosen that is because I think it's always important for a defender to wade in with a few goals each season. It could be the difference for Manchester City. Behind number three, the Women's World Cup final. So unexpectedly, Japan completely outplayed by USA. But who on earth wakes up on the morning of a World Cup final, visualises themselves scoring a hat-trick and then actually does it? It's three-goal Carly Lloyd behind door number three. Um, take a bow. In the space of 16 minutes, by the way. I could have used that for numbers anyway. Uh, three goals for Carly Lloyd, World Cup final. Behind door number four, I'm going to put Leicester's 4-2 win over Sunderland. It was the opening day of the season and it kind of uh, showed us what we're going to expect from Leicester uh, right until up until now. I mean, everyone keeps saying they're going to fall away. They are still there. It's almost Christmas and they're still top of the table. Behind door number five is a £5 million mystery transfer bid. It's come from a London team. We know that much. Fenerbahce have told us. Mehmet Tapal. Who's in for them? Is it Arsenal? 
could be their favourites, apparently. This is a bit of a coincidence, but I'm going to stay for number six on the Women's World Cup. We followed six games live. We didn't make uh, the last England game because we were over covering the final instead. But six live games we saw during Canada this year and thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. Behind door number seven, well, it has to be a seven-goal thriller. And how do you end a goal drought in style with five goals in 20 minutes? That's what Aguero did in City's 6-1 win over Newcastle. Open door number eight and you'll see the shirt number worn by Glenn Johnson at Stoke City this season. What a purchase he's been. He had Raheem Sterling in his pocket last weekend when Stoke beat Manchester City. You've gone into full-on radio. Radio voice (laughs) at number nine. You can actually tell Lindsay you used to do a radio show, can't you? Yeah, I used to do a chart show as well. It doesn't surprise me. Uh, Nine is for October the 9th, the arrival of Klopp on Merseyside, prompting loads of really imaginative headlines. Klopp for the cop, cop and clop. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, I want to complain about his swearing at press conferences. Would you please stop swearing, Jürgen? The word uh, means something. When you translate it, it's not a word that we use over here. It might be in Germany, but it's not here. Put a pound in the jar. Well, yeah, pound in the jar. Stop it because I have to edit every single one of those out. And it's frustrating. Behind door number 10, I've cheated a little bit. I'm going to go with Jamie Vardy because when he scored in 10 consecutive games, he levelled with Ruud van Nistelrooy. That was a Premier League record. Of course, though, it was uh, 11 consecutive goals in the end. But I don't have door number 11, so I couldn't do that one. I do have door number 11 and we're not going to go Jamie Vardy again. I'm going to save him for a little bit. Uh, January the 11th, I've gone for a date. It's the final day of the FA Cup third round matches. And you know what I've done here? Just for your convenience, I've picked out a few standout ties. Leeds v Rotherham, Salford City or Hartlepool against Derby. That'll be a good one. Southampton against Crystal Palace, all Premier League. Hull versus Brighton. And the final one I've picked, Everton versus Dagenham and Redbridge or Whitehawk FC. Whitehawk who? You might know more about them soon. Mm. Number 12, Lucy Bronze's shirt number. It's for her goal at the 2015 Women's World Cup. I'm sorry, everything seems I'm to really be the Women's World Cup. I'm really pleased you're doing this. But good, because it's a big highlight of the year. Um, her stunning long-range effort to give England a 2-1 victory against Norway also gave England their first ever knockout win at a Women's World Cup. Behind door number 13 is poor old Martin Skirtle uh, because unlucky 13, we've got to talk about own goals. In a 2-0 loss to Newcastle, he scored another own goal. That makes him seven level with Jamie Carragher. But don't worry because Richard Dunn is still ahead of you. He has the most with 10. We're going to go from the most number of own goals to top goal scorer at the moment this season. Uh, Jamie Vardy is behind door number 14. That's the number of goals he has to his name so far. Around about 15 individual nights are the nights that I spent with you sharing a hotel room in Canada, Lindsay. <laughs> <There's a theme> here. <laughs> 15 long nights. nights. Yes, yes, I did. Oh. And I was, uh, had to experience the pleasure of uh, sleeping in a bed next to Lindsay Huber's bed. Well, can I point out, can I point out, Ali, that is no bad thing. One, I smell very nice. Two, I don't snore. Three, I hardly move. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like you're dead in bed. Uh, Fifteen glorious nights. <laughs> Behind door number 16, I'm going to put Reese Oxford because he became the second youngest starter in Premier League history. The reason he's behind door number 16, surprise, surprise, he was 16 years old and 236 days. Uh, That was West Ham against Arsenal. 17 is the final safe position in the Premier League table this season. Whoever finishes there is in for a windfall of TV money next season. Who's occupying that position at the moment? Either of you know? Bournemouth. 
It is Bournemouth. Well done. They're currently in 17th position um, and anyone below them in the relegation spots doomed for the championship. 18. Alex Ferguson's behind this one. 18 times too many. I've heard something from Alex Ferguson this year. Is it me or is anyone getting sick of him? Because I'm so sorry, but I am. I don't want to hear his wisdom on Jurgen Klopp. I don't want to hear his wisdom on several other things. The fact he's enjoying watching Manchester United play. I don't think you are, Sir Alex. I also am getting fed up of him being hailed up as this big footballing Don who has all the answers. There are other ways. Yes, he achieved great things, but I don't don't necessarily want to keep being reminded of it. Were you struggling for a number 18? Because you could have put that as any big number, couldn't you? I did put the number into suit the, yeah. Yeah, because if I go through and go through everything that he said, will it be 18? Because you know what? There are some pedantic people out there. Just 18 times too many. (laughs) Okay, okay. So Alex, just put your feet up and enjoy your retirement. Yeah, Go and sunbathe or something. Okay, number 19. Uh, it's got to be Diego Costa. Got to get another Chelsea reference in there. He wears the number 19 shirt. I'd rather remember his hat-trick against uh, Swansea, but I'm sure that he'll be remembered this season, unfortunately, for that uh, dreaded bib gate where he threw the bib at Jose Mourinho. And Mourinho says if he wants to hurt me, he'll need more than a bib. Ooh. That's interesting because I've gone for a shirt number for number 20 as well. And this is a player who came from MK Dons to play for Spurs, not only play for Spurs, but become a regular starter, not only become a regular starter, but to score four goals so far to then get an England call up. Can I just say that I tipped this player at the beginning of the season for good things? Go and reveal who it is then. Deli Ali. Yes, it is. I'm going to do 21. That's two and one. The only one. Sorry, this is such a tenuous link. For Ronaldo and his self-titled film. Never has a player actually met all my expectations in terms of completely loving himself. I don't get that. His film's called Two and One. No, it's not. It's... Mm. <laughs> Do you get that? I didn't really get that. Two and one, twenty-one. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> as, in, as in, as in two and one. There's not two Ronaldos. There's just one. <laughs> <laughs> I think you needed number one, babe. I think you needed to do that on number one. Yeah? Did you have number one? No, Alison had number one. That's what you did, isn't it? You just tried to steal it. Well, we will move swiftly to 22. Yes, 22. I did a bit of research for this one. I looked up what happened on the 22nd of December last year. Believe it or not, Chelsea beat Stoke 2-0 that sent them top of the Premier League table. And all I can say is what a difference in football a year makes. 23. Here's a stat for you. John Stone's Chelsea target, as you identified earlier, could be part of the undoing, that that bid not going through. Last season for Everton, he hit a 90% pass average in, get this, 23 matches, which was a record equalled only by John Terry. Do you want a 21? By the age of 21, Ronaldo had been nominated. We don't want a 21. We don't want a 21 now. You've ruined it. You had your chance. And it's Ronaldo again. So you're just on his Wikipedia page. And then 24, which is Christmas Eve. It's the last time you get a chockey. It's the last time you open a door. What's Not a bi- chocolate, a football memory. A football memory in this case. <laughs> well, chocolates are to celebrate, right? So let's finish with a country who's celebrating in a big way after 2015 with the number 24, Aaron Ramsey's shirt number. Wales make it through to the Euros next year for the first time in 52 years, is it, Linz? Yeah, I believe so. 50-odd years. Yes, congratulations, Wales. That's number 24. I'm Gary Neville, and you're listening to the Offside Rule 
I enjoyed that football advent, that actually. It was fun. I mean, we might have gone on a little bit, but I think it's worth it. If we put an extra long edition out in December, it's all for Christmas. It's extra minutes of fun. Uh, we will whiz through this one, though. Naming conventions is our final topic because a Russian zoo paid tribute to Barcelona's attacking trio. They've got little cubs now called Messi, Suarez and Neymar. They're all pumas. Um, in fact, they don't wear puma, though, do they, in terms of um, sponsorship? That would be quite good. Um, so what other things, places or people have been named in a footballing tribute to each? I want some good ones. And I'll start us off by mentioning, just as another example, very recently there was the Alan Shearer Street, wasn't there? You were going to mention this. Yeah, because there's Brian Clough Way as well along the A52 or something. So we could go down the streets and, and all that sort of thing, but I want us to go off, off kilt a little bit. It's not just about streets and road names. What else have you got? Well, you know how parents always go a bit too far naming their kids. You've heard about the the whole of the Preston North End team in one name and, and Leeds, I think someone did it as well. But this one I just thought was brilliant. So a Norwegian couple have named their child You'll Never Walk Alone. Well, it's actually Y-N-W-A. Uh, apparently you, pr- you pronounce it Yinwa. I just think that's brilliant. I love that. I love that one. That was number one. And the other one I found, um, which I which I think is great as well, is that um, you can have an, an asteroid named after you, and um, Puskas and Johan Cruyff uh, can boast that uh, Cruyff's one is nine kilometres in diameter and takes five years to travel around the sun. How about we name one after Ivanovic? It takes him five times the normal length of time to get around a football pitch these days. You are really laying into him for this one, and um, I'm giving you this latter girls because I like my food um, I'm not sure I pay this much for a burger though but there is a Zlatan burger it's called the Zlatan and it's served at Dodie's Cafe in Paris if you want to go and find it 600 grams of minced beef some onions in there bacon three types of cheese and it will set you back 29 euros 90 nearly 30 euros it's ridiculous and apparently the reason why they named it that is because it's like completely unbeatable and only oh. seven people have been able to actually finish it do you think you could i don't know does the burger lick itself <laughs> yeah. tell you what it any, should if it's a anyone slatter. who's in uh, in paris for the euros go to what's it dodie's cafe yeah and yeah. get yourself a la zlatan do you want to see something cute well assuming this is an audio podcast i'm not sure look up the little <laughs> penguin chicks they're humboldt penguins oh. and they're at chester zoo <gasps> And they were named after some of England's World Cup stars before the World Cup last year. This little chick here is called Wayne Rooney. You can look it up, guys. Um, And he joins past and present World Cup stars Gerard Banks and more in the zoo's colony. Jackie Melbourne, locomotive. Choo-choo, get on board. Choo-choo. Where's your Thomas the Tank Engine uh, advent calendar behind me? Um, It's a steam train in Northumberland. It had a massive refurbishment costing £138,000 and they called it Jackie Milburn Locomotive. Talking of roads, the Cahill Expressway in Sydney was briefly uh, renamed the Tim Cahill Expressway, but it's just known as the Cahill Expressway, if I'm being completely formal now. Um, And uh, uh, basically a multi-million pound stretch of, of tarmac. I wonder if Gary Cahill's gone up there, took a picture of it, thinking it was for him. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? 
Maybe that's why they're just calling it the Cahill mm. rather than Tim. Um, thank you very much for that, ladies. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Ali. Uh, we hope you have a lovely Christmas and yours is the first Christmas tree I've seen. I know. Do you like it? Look at my Beautiful. baubles. Beautiful. Your baubles are very nice. <laughs> thank you very much. Remember that you can find us on iTunes, also on Audio Boom to download us every week. We're out every Thursday. And give us a like on Facebook, The Offside Rule, and a follow on Twitter, please, at Offside Rule Pod. We'll be back next week, Kate. We surely will. Well, actually, I'm going to give no, you a I'm week not, off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got a lot on. <laughs> I've got a lot on at this time of year. So I've given myself a week off next week and put the hoops in charge. You have. And you need to get on to Santa because you've got a couple of kiddies wanting some nice presents this Christmas. So I will, I will get someone else on board. <laughs> the offside rule we get it is brought to you by Continental Tyres. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.